The Saratoga Thursday and Golden Gate Fields reaction edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is back with their Circus Survivor and Circus Millions Contest. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at CircusSports.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Uh, it was all a dream. To read Blood Horse Magazine, I got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. I'm Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. They say Mississippi burning, I'm sipping, sir, eating Sherman. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Welcome. I, I wish I could say that my, my Cuban link was donned um, solely in celebration, solely to talk uh, Saratoga. Uh, but it turns out that that's just, it's not the case. It's not the case. Um, let's go ahead. Let's, let's set it up. Let's see. Let's talk about what happenings, what goings on we have for you today on the Notorious OTB. Um, the first thing is we're going to talk about uh the end of an era, Golden Gate Fields will be permanently closing. I'm going to give you some reaction to that. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, Saratoga tomorrow, Thursday. That is Thursday, the 20th of July. We're going to be talking about the late pick four there. We've got something spicy and inexpensive that I'm going to try to dial up for, for that one. So without any further ado, let's let's go ahead, let's go with something upbeat here to uh, to get us talking about something uh, downbeat here. Scrambling, gambling, I must rock with mandolins and violins. We just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. Tie off weed and oxygen. Big shout out to Uncle Rico, the gopher of Golden Gate. Um, he burrows no more because uh, Golden Gate announced it is permanently closing at the conclusion of the meet in December. Uh, this is reported on July 16th. Opened in 1941 and outlived Bay Meadows by 15 years to be the last thoroughbred track operating in the Bay Area. Think about what all happens in the Bay Area. Think of uh, just how influential the Bay Area is on our everyday lives. Uh, Google, Apple, Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to the Twitter machine. All that stuff. It's all It's all based right there. It's a... It's a wealthy part of the country, and uh, they, they're pulling the plug. They're pulling the plug, and horse racing is out of one of the largest markets in the United States, that Bay Area. Now, when we look at who owned and operated Golden Gate Fields, I'm going to ask, is this really a surprise? Uh, as a lot of you know, Golden Gate uh, operated by the Stronach group. And the reasoning that they provided was to shift all California racing to Southern California and prop up the small field sizes of Santa Anita racing and also move to the San Luis Downs uh, training center there in San Diego County. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give my take on this. I, I honestly don't genuinely believe that the Stronach group wants to do anything to really help horse racing in the long run. Um, they're, I mean, come on, they're, a company that's in there and working 
in their best interest to make money. It's capitalism. Just smile under the bloody jaws of it. That's that's the system we live in. Understand that. I think what was so interesting about this was like the Stronach group reemerging to be like, hey, don't forget, there are tons of bad guys. Tons of bad guys in horse racing. And we're one of them. We're one of those evil empires. Imagine just, this is what it's like to be a horse racing fan. Um, you are uh, in the Rebel Alliance, uh, in the, the world of Star Wars, the land, the space land of Star Wars, I suppose. And uh, there's a Death Star looming above you. Only for, for us, you know, horse Luke Skywalkers here. Uh, we got three Death Stars, and their names are Stronach, CDI, and Bob Baffert. They are on the M- Mount Rushmore of just horse racing is just bad people that make decisions that make people extremely uh, unhappy. Uh, I mean, Stronach and CDI, those are two of the, the largest entities in horse racing. Bob Baffert, the, the face of horse racing, quite, quite honestly, and they all, all three of them uh, kind of fucking suck. Let's be honest. Yes, I think this will temporarily bolster field sizes at Santa Anita. But man, this seems like a massive human toll uh, for the people of Albany, California, where Golden Gate Fields is located, losing their their livelihoods and uh, are likely going to have to pick up and start over. Think of all the businesses that, that a track creates around it. You know, things like feed, things like that. Uh, there's a, someone wrote a, uh, a uh, like an op-ed in for uh, for I believe either Blood Horse or, or Pollock today that was you know basically giving this this point of view of like yeah you know that's that's crazy that there there won't be a racetrack by the way there are all these people that work on the backside there are these things called grooms hot walkers there's feed companies things like that 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 are going to just struggle to survive and. Uh, we're seriously taking this huge massive toll so that we can have three extra horses in the gate every race at Santa Anita. Really? That was the reason we did it. Literally hundreds of people who are pretty much going to be out of work. Now, listen, I know it's not everyone. Some people will, will make the shift. They're going to be able to do that. Not everyone's going to be able to though. Probably a lot of them. Is that really worth three extra horses in the gate? Every race at Santa Anita. Really? Also, can you, if you're the Stronach group, can you guarantee that this is a sustainable solution to getting three more in the gate each race at Santa Anita? I'm not sure you can. Listen, they, they've been running from racing in Southern California for a hot minute now. Uh, I would say once they instituted their new whip rules, that's about the time that started leaving. That's when you started seeing bigger jockeys take their tax east. Then you let Bob run wild where he can win 40% of the races. He's got two or three entries in the stakes races. And you know, you can't compete against it if you're a small guy. So what do you do? You go to where the purses are bigger and you actually have a fighting chance in a larger field and you go East. Then there's also these kind of, you know, seems like very selective enforcement of rules and weird shadow banning happening. Like, uh, for example, Jerry Hollendorfer, they just told Jerry Hollendorfer to pack up, go away. Well, there goes a whole bunch of entries. I mean, this is not, not something we can punish. We can work on. Like he was, he was that bad. No, no, a bigger question. He was worse than anyone else running in Southern California. I don't know what Jerry Hollendorfer did. I mean, 
if he's the horse training equivalent of like a kid diddler, then yeah, I mean, I take that back, but I, I have a hard time seeing that. Uh, and then you also have the Peter Miller who, uh, who really took the old, uh, Michael Jordan, like gambling suspension around of like, ah, I'm just going to step away from the game for a while. I'm just going to step away from the game. And it was right about the time that, that it seemed like he was being like heavily, you know, investigated. I just, it remains to be seen if closing golden gate fields is and taking horse racing away from a, basically a part of the country, NorCal. If that's going to unfuck your problem at Santa Anita, it remains to be seen if this is going to unfuck it. And honestly, I have nothing to base this on. Please, please note a lot of this comes from my own opinion and weird speculation, but I got a weird feeling that much, that much acreage in Northern California has got to be worth a lot. I have a feeling they're cashing in on that. And I have no idea how to prove that. I think I heard once that Bay area land be expensive. You got to figure it. It probably is. Um, I got to think that Stronat group probably made out like bandits by closing that. And now this is going to be developments or housing. Housing is extremely hard to get. Imagine, imagine how quickly if they announce plans to build apartments, those are going to be snapped up uh, by 15 minutes after the announcement. All right. I'm done with my, my shaming my take on, on golden gate fields. It's sad, man. It's never good. It's never good. Whenever, uh, Places who house the sport that you love just pick up and go away. Circa Millions plus the Circa Survivor with Circa Sports that fit $14 million and guaranteed prizes contest up for grabs. The Circa Millions pick five NFL games against the spread each week. The Circus Survivor, just pick a different money line winner each week. You enter in Vegas, you play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast will be out there last weekend in August. CircusSports.com for all the details. CircusSports.com. What would I do with the money if I won? I have a feeling the going price for Golden Gate Fields is probably much more than $14 million. But say it costs $14 million. You know what I'd do? Build I buy back Golden Gate Fields and let them run on the chopped tires in NorCal. Why? Why you ask? I'm, I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of the the chopped up tires. As I mean, it's sad for me losing another you know all weather track because as we know, horses coming off of all weather. Little pig boy. Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch baby mistress gets the stand on. All right, that's enough talking Stronach. That's enough talking Golden Gate Fields. Let's just go ahead. Let's jump into it. We're going to be talking about the late pick four for tomorrow at Saratoga. That's Saratoga tomorrow, the 20th of July. First post, 110 Eastern, 12 10 God's time. We're going to be playing the late pick four, which starts race seven post time, 434 Eastern, 334 God's time. And race seven, it's eight furlongs, a non winner, a two somethings, New York bread optional claimer, and it's on the inner turf. 
My top pick here is going to be the three, Agent Creed at six to one. Um, this one's third off the layoff, but even bigger news, first off the claim for Aspison. I always feel weird when I see Aspison claim turf horses because it just seems like so much of what he does is on the dirt. Um, but there's a good amount of early go here, and I like Agent Creed to, to come off the pace here a little bit. Uh, gets Jose Ortiz up, uh, which is a changeover from Rosario, who rode for uh, Ray Handel, who was able to get that horse into second by a head against you know the exact same uh, competition, uh, going a mile and an eighth. Uh, the horse won uh, in a seventy-five thousand uh, dollar non-winners of one something, you know, New York bred allowance back at Aqueduct. Uh, you know, Aspison fourteen percent. You know, first you know first off the. Uh, the trainer change. Uh, and then he had Rosario up. Uh, Ray handle did for the last two races gets Jose Ortiz up. Weird. feels weird to say this at the beginning of a, uh, Saratoga meet, but I think this is actually a jockey upgrade. Uh, cause Jose Ortiz, uh, is riding not like he's the, the lesser, uh, Ortiz, I guess I would say. Um, so I went, with the three agent creed listen if this one could pop first off the claim for aspson then this could be a, an easy win and uh you could i guess you could say that i like it a a good amount because uh I, i've decided um yes i'm yes, i'm saying I, I want to mingle you want to mingle yeah now that's right i'm singled up here so race seven eight furlongs the forty five thousand dollar N2X, New York bred, optional claimer on the inner turf. We are singling the three to start this pick four. Now, moving on to race eight. You're probably saying, well, for Volkron, I bet you're done with the singles at this point. Wrong. Wrong. That's right. I'm going back-to-back singles. James Brown, James Brown would be happy here. Um, now the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What'd you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? Should be asking why we love Jose Ortiz so much right now, which is just a good, just kind of barometer of how horse players are. Because I think you've probably heard me talk a lot of shit about uh, both Ortiz's, but all right, right now he's like, that's my boy. I love, I love Jose and the, the I Nad or whatever his name is. Let's look at race eight, seven furlongs, $20,000 allowance. My top pick is going to be the number eight. She caught my eye at seven to two. Uh, Linda Rice is off to a killer start, um, as is Jose Ortiz. He's also off to a killer start and get a load of this. Don't let this get out. They're really good together. They're hitting at 32%. And this one has shown the ability to rate, and we'll need to do just that here. Um, she caught my eye, really looks like a one-turn specialist, hoping to, to pop off the drop. One has a, a $50,000 allowance. Now dropping to a $20,000. Not in for a tag, so I'm not really worried about that. I think that, uh, that eight, you know, she caught my eye. Uh, could be a, a horse to uh, to get it done. Probably going to be a little bit more heavily bet here, uh, would, would be my guess, uh, because of the connections. 
but I think anything two to one and above is likely likely a fair price. And I think you're likely to probably get that. Um, so I'm going with my, my top pick here. Eight. She caught my eye at seven to two. Uh, worth noting, this one was claimed back from Bill Mott. Uh, and this is the fourth, fourth race back. I think this one might really pop again. If this one does pop and throw a, you know, a better effort than it did last out, then I think it's an easy winner. So once again, that's right. I am staying singled here. Um, yes, I'm, I'm saying I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle. Yeah. Now- With the eight, she caught my eye at seven to two let's talk about all sorts of there are all sorts of eye-catching things in this world there's a there's a horse owner named wyckoff jordan you know why that catches my eye because every time i read it i think it should say wyclef john but it doesn't you know what else catches my eye it's when these awesome companies that we're associated with run big ass contests like Underdog Fantasy is doing right now because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Their best ball mania four is here and Underdog Fantasy, they're giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB, NFL, season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog and Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, let's get back into it. We've got two legs to go in this late pick four. Let's get a little for this one. Let's see what we got. What we got. What do we got? Listen, I know it's the 20th, but Bone Thug still goes hard. All right. Race nine, we're looking at the eight and a half furlong, $62,500 N2X optional claiming. It is on the melon turf. I went off the beaten path uh, to come up with my my top pick here. Uh, And that is going to be. The 12 Napoleonic War at eight to one for Chad Brown. This is a Peter Brandt owned horse. Um, gelded. I feel like you rarely see this, especially with like Peter Brandt, whose horses, you know, tend to uh, do well enough that you want them to have, you know, stud, sire careers, stallion careers uh, afterwards. Uh, this is a horse that, you know, ran in the Penine Ridge, ran in the Transylvania. This has graded stakes experience uh but i love seeing that it's a gelding um and that they haven't given up on it it's not in for a tag uh it's been on the shelf for almost a year now come back gelded with just incredibly steady good looking workouts and uh you know i think this horse second in the penine ridge has tons of pace to target and run into and you might have a more calm horse who's more capable to sit relaxed behind that pace uh, so, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about Napoleonic War. Uh, not to mention that this is also kind of a, the other Chad angle uh, because you've got uh, Exact Estimate, uh, the seven, who uh, I believe is, uh, if not the favorite, one of the favorites in this race. Um, the other Chad is just such a reliable 
warm blanket of a angle to you know lean into. Uh, so I'm going to use this uh, other Chad first time gilding uh, with Peter owned by Peter Brandt, the Warfront baby, uh, eight to one. Uh, it just seems fishy. It seems so fishy with that that line that that I love it. Um, I'm not singled here though. I'm going to use uh, two other horses. Uh, the first one being Ari Gold. Uh, if speed holds, uh, it, it's this one. Ari, Ari Gold is golden uh, going uh, gate to wire, you know, early speed. It's just cruising. And then the 10 chasing the crown. It's a Mike Maker entry, looks primed, uh, and can stock from off the pace. Uh, so we're 110 12. And that moves us into the final leg, the money leg, uh, where we get to say things like, uh, let's see. What have we used in a while? What haven't we used? So much. So much. Oh, there it is. This is what we want. Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. (laughs) With your broke ass. (laughs) That's right. We're trying to win bougie hide the money money here. Race 10, eight furlongs, $150,000. New York bread. It's the New York Stallions series stakes. It's on the inner turf. I got a bomber of a first pick here, of a top pick here, and it's the number six, willing to risk it all, 20 to one. Uh, this one seems to have a little bit of a question when it comes to where the early pace comes from, and I think that means that willing to risk it all could be the one to steal it in the front. First time facing winners, dueled competition in the ground on, on turf last out. Uh, lovely size getting them out. That's another aggressive drop. Uh, I'm praying that this one can break on the front and just get brave and hold. Uh, so at 20 to one, love that for my top pick. Uh, if it's in, I'm definitely betting it across the board. Win, play, show. Uh, I'm going to add, once again, two more horses to it. Uh, I'm going to use the seven Ramblin' Wreck. Uh, you you know, I think these are the top two choices, but big prizes and I'm, prices, and I'm also pretty skinny. So uh, Ramblin' Wreck, I, I can't ignore the closing ability. Uh, if this pace gets hotter than expected, then this is the one who's going to be picking up the pace late, the pieces late. Uh, and then I'm going to go with the 826 Black for Horatio de Paz. Um, puts this one in after patiently stalking and missing by a length uh, in its last Stallion Series race at Belmont. Uh, so I'm going six, seven, eight there. That wraps up that late pick for. Let me give you my ticket. Uh, it is four dollars and fifty cents for a fifty cent base. Uh, it starts in race seven. We are single to the three. Race eight, single to the eight. Race nine, one, ten, and twelve. And race ten, the six, seven, eight. Top picks were the three in race seven, the eight, eight, the twelve in race nine, and the six in race ten. That's gonna do it. That's going to do it for us here at the Notorious OTV. We'll take a little break from Saratoga. It is Del Mar opening day. And, well, I don't give a lot of love to, to the West Coast and to uh, Del Mar, but uh, it's a hell of a place. And uh, definitely worth looking at the opening day card. They got big fields. Didn't didn't have to cause cost anyone their livelihoods to do it either. That's amazing. We'll catch you next time on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.